Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Lodges Podcast. This is a gaming and esports podcast where we host business professionals, pro esports players, streamers, and others who are working in the industry. I am your host, Juan Rodriguez. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in and checking out the podcast. Today's episode is episode 42 with Drew Schwartz, who is a esports chiropractor. And for you guys that are keeping up with the episodes, this was part three of our Lodges Live series that we did last week via Instagram Live. Um, again, I'll kind of just preface it if this is your first one that you're listening to or your first ever Lodges podcast episode. Um, but basically, I wanted to add a live element to the podcast. And so last week, we did three episodes via Instagram Live. And Drew was our third guest that we had on. So it was fun to get that audience engagement, to have some people watching it live. Um, it was a really good time. And, and I appreciate Appreciate Drew coming on the show and joining me. Um, he dropped some amazing information and and knowledge for for those that are either pro esports players or you're a streamer or you're just a business professional and you need to work on your office lifestyle and, and make some improvements to uh, you know how you're sitting, how you're doing your work during the day. Um, he just did an incredible job elaborating all of that. So I had a lot of fun hosting him on the show. Um, before we hop into the episode, I do want to read a quick five-star rating off of Apple Podcast. So this comes from Two Magic to Quit, which is also known as Michael McGiddy. Uh, Michael, I know you and I have chatted plenty of times, so I appreciate you dropping this review. But he says, great podcast for those interested in esports. Juan brings a playful and inquisitive approach to storytelling that is grounded in financial advice and industry experience. The variety of guests and their journey to esports is a welcome surprise each week when I tune in to listen. Uh, so, Michael, thank you so much uh, as for taking the time and just going on Apple Podcasts and, and dropping some support. I really appreciate it. Um, but for all of you guys listening, if this is your first episode, I uh, hope that you guys are looking forward to this and have a fun time tuning in. Drew was an incredible guest. You're going to have a lot of fun listening from him. So with all that being said, this is The Lodges Podcast up next. There we go. What's going on? Dude, I was struggling. I was like, all right, I can figure this out. I went live like two minutes late too, so that's my bad. I apologize. I was trying to get it so that we could also do our best to record as a podcast episode and then, you know, post that later, so. Oh, yeah. How's the audio? Is it okay? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay, you're good. What's up? Not much. Just got done eating, relaxing a little bit. How about you? Ooh, so, okay. We had lasagna, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta go save some lives." So, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. No, I'm pumped to have you. Um, and, and so for everybody listening, I kind of like have prefaced this at the beginning of all these this week. So, um, as a lot of you guys know, I have the, the gaming and esports podcast that I do. It's usually pre-recorded, but since so many people are at home with obviously the coronavirus and all that going on. I wanted to have some live episodes and, and bring some people on. And Drew, you're definitely someone that's that's killing it in the gaming world and doing it in a cool way too with you know being a chiropractor and, and having that niche, which I think a lot of people will be excited to hear about. So um, pumped to have you on right now. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, we played some Warzone together. <laughs> we Shout did. Out to Oliver, he's in the chat. Oliver should be in the chat. He was there a minute ago. Yeah, he better be. Yeah. I told you he owes us, bro. It's free to play. Oliver said you weren't giving him enough credit. Oliver felt like he was carrying his hand. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pumped to be on. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been loving the stuff that you've been doing with the podcast. It's great. Um, it, and like I said, I, I really like how it flows and it tells a story. And it's not, it's kind of similar to what I do. It's not so cut and dry and sterile and, and boring. It's good. And, and people want to have a personality and connect with that. And if you don't have a personality to connect with, then. Right. You know, people aren't going to watch your stuff or listen to your stuff or in my case, you know, read my blog or anything like that. So, it's, you know, that's what I do. And I try not to, I don't know, I, I try to make it personal and I think people relate better to it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Definitely. No, I've checked out the website and, and all the stuff you're doing with eFuse and all that. And I know some people in here might not know what eFuse is, but you're doing a really good job on there. So, 
Um, well, to set the stage just real quick and then we'll get into it. So for everybody listening, we'll go live. This has usually been lasting like 35, 40 minutes. You guys feel free to stay around as long as you want. If you got any questions as we're going along, feel free to drop them in the chat. And you know, as Drew and I are talking, we'll try to pick up some of the questions and answer those for you guys. Um, but Drew, if you want to just like give a quick, you know, two minute rundown of just kind of who you are, what you do and, and what you're doing in the industry to just give people context, uh, that'd be nice. Yeah, this is really right. There we go. Um, yeah, so my name is Dr. Drew Schwartz. I'm a chiropractor in Cleveland. Um, um, and went to school in St. Louis uh, for a chiropractic school after my undergrad, uh, where I majored in um, biology and minor in chemistry. Uh, and I've been, I've been playing video games like since N64, Goldeneye. Nice. I mean, that was my jam. I think that's why I still play Inverted, is from Goldeneye. Goldeneye is so, a good one. It's classic. Goldeneye, I was, I was the kid at the birthday party that was like, you know what, I'm going to pick up an odd job. And then I would be odd job. Do you remember, did you play Goldeneye a little bit? I played Goldeneye a little bit, but I didn't, like, we played it with, with my brothers, and so I don't, but I was, like, younger. I don't, I don't remember it, like, too, so too well. odd job was, like, everyone was normal size. Odd job was half the size. So okay. So you had aimed down to shoot at him so he's like a walking cheat code okay so i would always be odd job nice. and like there's a run through the lobby is awesome um but i grew up playing that then i went to uh, like i said I went to chiropractic school and um played a lot of modern warfare 2 a ton of black ops um and a little bit of online poker too okay. um but that's just kind of kind of obligated when you're in college so <laughs> nice. uh, then i moved to cleveland and um i started uh, I moved here for work. Obviously, it wasn't for the sports teams or the weather. Um, but I moved here for work, and I've been here ever since. And I run my own chiropractic uh, office, and we do mainly personal injury, uh, motor vehicle accidents, workers' comp, cash-based. I've been doing that for almost eight years, and it's been it's been awesome. Um, and it's in it's over on the east side of Cleveland, um, which is a, a little rough, but I love it. I love it. I love, uh, you know, going to work every day. It's always something interesting. Um, and, yeah, it's awesome. I basically, I always tell people, like, look, this is what I do for a living. I go in, I help people all day. Uh, I chop it up with them. We talk sports. Yeah. And I, we listen to music all day. And I have to do patient notes, which isn't enjoyable. But other than that, like, it, <laughs> I love it. The uh, job's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, and so, like, currently, right now, I'm playing... Warzone, we've been playing Warzone a little bit, League yeah. of Legends, Apex, and then chilling. I like playing Minecraft and just kind of relaxing sometimes. And, yeah. Uh, that's basically the rundown of my practice. And then two years ago, I started for the wellness blog. And I basically started, I said, you know, look, I, I've been a gamer my whole life. I obviously am in the medical field. I feel like I could add a bad, and I think I could, could add something different both as being a chiropractor and my approach and not to sound you know narcissistic or anything but you know my personality too and just adding some something different in there yeah. right and so i wanted to add those two aspects into for the wellness blog and growing up uh, throughout my whole life i've hated writing so i was like you know what we should start a blog where all we do is write right <laughs> nice. and so um yeah, but I was like, look, I, I mean, I got to start somewhere. And so I started writing the blog and, you know, it's, it's been really, it's been really amazing because not only has it, has it helped me grow as a practitioner to say, I don't know anything about this subject. I need to learn more about that. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely a learning process. And you, I mean, with you in the podcast, I'm sure it's the same thing. Like you've been like, I don't know how to do, I mean, look at me, I didn't know how to do Instagram live tonight. <laughs> Boom, we did it. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. With you. Like, I'm sure you had no clue how to do a podcast. No, right? no, not at all. Yeah, I had to, I started out like off of my phone and then like every week, even still, you know, I was saying this last episode, like I've changed so much as I've gone because you just learn as you grow and you just, you know, learn as you go along. So it's a learning process. Yeah. And then that's why I wanted to start, you know, better me as a practitioner to help with my patients in office, but then also it's, it's helped a bunch of people and it's awesome getting you know comments or getting emails saying hey this really worked this is really great thank you or I wish we would have known about this sooner 
Um, and so, yeah, so I, I basically write reviews or I'll write, you know, ergonomic recommendations. Um, I'll talk about treatments or causes of typical aches and pains, headaches. Um, and then lately I've done some fitness stuff, um, which has been, been really cool and really different. And I definitely don't want to continue to be like the doing tons of fitness. That, that's not my cup of tea as far as, you know, a lot of people do it a lot better. Yeah. And, and so, you know, that's not what I like, but I wanted to, I wanted to offer some variety on the site and not just have it be reading reviews and everything like that. So, right, right. Um, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So hopefully that provides a little bit of context for everybody. Just quick rundown. Um, something I wanted to talk about is, and I guess the kind of, this is also just kind of set the stage of, of the conversation that we'll have as we go along here now is talk a little bit for maybe people that, that aren't aware the basically how much gaming on the mental side and then kind of on the mechanical side wears down players that are either playing it at a high level or maybe they're a streamer and you know, it's their, it's their day job and they're streaming 10 to 12 hours a day. Yeah. So as far as mental, I, I can, I deal a little bit with that. Okay. Um, but as far as physical aspects, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy what you see. I mean, I've had players come in where these kids are 18, 19 and he can't open a jar. Like he can't open a car door and he still plays it. Like he'll play, he'll play League of Legends. And he said, you know, I'd play and every time I die, I would basically just shake out my hand during the whole respawn time, it would somewhat go away and then I'd be able to play again. Yeah. And I was like, so how long has that been going on? Like a month or so? He's like, Not like two years. I was like, are you kidding me? You know, so it's really mind blowing what people will do. And he's like master challenger. Like right. he's not like a bronze player just playing for fun, right? It's, yeah. It's serious. He's on, um, they're on one of the collegiate teams. And so I, I said, all right, let's see what we got going on. So first thing I, you know, I always look at is everyone's completely different. So you look at, you know, I go, what's your ergonomic, like what's your setup at home? What's going on with, how you have the mouse, how are you sitting, everything like that. Let's start basic, right? And then we, we kind of go over that, and I said, all right, you can make this little tweak and this little tweak. Because if I try and go in there and, like, look, you need to change your own system, you buy this, 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 and this, that's not going to happen, right? Yeah. And they're not going to adhere to it. So it's a little, small little change. So I said, look, you know, we're going to do change this, change this, change this. Now let's take a look at what's going on with the wrist and what's going on with the hands. So we take a look at, you know, doing some orthopedic tests, neurological exam. We're looking at range of motion. We're looking at um, muscle tightness, infl inflammation, irritation. You can feel all that, which sounds weird, but when you've been doing it long enough, you kind of know, like, all right, this isn't normal tissue. I can feel this. This isn't yeah. moving as well as it should. And so that's kind of where we started. And, you know, we did you know, some manual therapy and some muscle work and tape, did some rock tape, kinesio tape, which you've probably seen. Um, and he, you know, I, we worked on it and we gave some exercises. I gave him exercises to go home and do these and we'll start here and go kind of layer on top of that. Yeah. And it's like, man, I was able to open a door, right? I was able to play, you know, and, and I did like, you know, the actual treatment was probably like 15, 20 minutes, but right. the education aspect is huge. Um, and that, that's one of the biggest players. Yeah. It's, um, is the educational aspect and that's one of the main reasons why I continue to do the blog stuff because People look like it's basic stuff, but you know, you you remember being that age and you're like, I'm invincible. Right. Nothing, you know, this is fine. Like this will go away somehow as I get older, which is the complete opposite. Right. <laughs> so it, it's like you, you have to you have to do this now, and you have to learn about this, and this is really basic stuff, but it's going to help you. A, you're, you know, everyone's going to be using a computer and continue. It's going to continue to grow. B, it's a hobby. And you love, you know, I mean, you love gaming. If I had pain, I would find a way, a workaround to still enjoy what I enjoy doing. Right. And I, and the last thing is, if you are going to go pro or semi-pro, and you're having these troubles when you're 16, 17, 18, you wonder why esports athletes have such small careers. Yeah. I mean, it's like four or five years tops. I mean, there's rare cases right. like Double Lift has a long career. Um, and, and some of the other guys, but it's not much. 
like it's really hard burnout and the mental aspect plays a huge factor as well and plays a huge factor in the pain um, pain portion of everything as well because if you're in pain you're probably pissed off right? right. you're not happy you're right. annoyed so you play worse you're tilted and then on top of that it just kind of wears you down and depresses you and if you're not working on it and you're not working out you feel it I mean I was I was in chiropractic school and for like six months I didn't work out I was just a just a bum right I didn't do anything and I felt it like I felt terrible I felt lethargic I felt kind of yeah and you know I and I've been in that situation where it wasn't fun and I, and you know you weren't happy and you don't perform individual tasks as well when you feel like crap you yeah. know and so you have to pair that mental and physical component like grinding for another two hours isn't going to be beneficial mm-hmm. you got to look at the whole player and the whole person and if you do that the player's going to play better and if they're challenger master that is going to give them like a, a little edge and that little edge is huge in the game. yeah where do you where do you guys see i guess something that i, I mean i think i have a general context but it'd be nice to actually hear it from someone that looks at it on a day-to-day basis when you guys are looking at like let's say an esports pro player right where are the main is it mainly wrist pain points is it elbows is it back like where do you guys traditionally see the most issues with with these players so i've seen it experience and, and granted like as most people know Cleveland is not a hotbed for esports right, <laughs> right. You know, it's yeah not a hotbed for tech now steel and oil in the 1900s <laughs> there is that's no your town you be. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but no so I, I work with some collegiate players and work with some of the Cavs players and this year is kind of everything's been thrown in, into whack out of whack with the uh, whole coronavirus, um, right. so I'm not able to like work with players and see players and everything like that. But you know, the biggest thing is is that it's different for everybody. So like, okay. and, and and it's um, it's kind of console PC dependent as well, right? So if you have like a PC player, typical it's going to be a lot of wrist, and this is what I've seen a lot of League of Legends players that I've seen, it's, and what friends and what I've kind of suffered with a little bit is a lot of wrist issues. Yeah. Because you're pretty in a pretty neutral position, so it's not. I mean, it, it's not really terrible for the back as long as you're getting up, taking breaks. You can see headaches, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then with console players, I mean, the big the big thing is low back. Like you know that position. That position is terrible. And yeah, where you kind of like lean forward as you're playing because you think oh, you're. It's, yeah, it's yeah. like it, it's just terrible, and, and it's hard as you try to fix that. Like when it gets an intense situation, like. We're in top ten of Warzone, and <laughs> you know, and then a gas circle's closing. And I'm just like, look, I, I can't. Like, there's no way. any gunfight, anything like that. Or if you hear you're getting hunted, all right, all right, we got a bounty. You know, you change that position because you need to be engaged, and it's it's just a mental connection that I think everybody has. Mm-hmm. And so console, you see a lot of low back. So you'll get like that low back, and then you'll get like your head tilted up like this right right and i even see that in a lot of the pro arenas like they'll have terrible chairs like the the chairs the chairs will basically be like those low leather back chairs or you know they'll have like gaming chairs that's a whole nother thing right that's the whole story yeah Um, yeah and and then they'll have monitors like really high up and so players are sitting like this and they wonder why, you know, you get headaches. Why do you get, um, you know, I get that headache that shoots around here. Or I even get some tingling down my arm. Like, you know, why is that? And yeah. it's like, that shouldn't come with the territory. And so it, it's, it's definitely player dependent and kind of platform dependent. But it, it, the basic thing is low back, headaches, wrist and hand are the big things. And you see okay. a lot of like carpal tunnel-like syndromes where people think they might have it. Right. But it's actually just a lot of repetitive stress and inflammation coming through there, compressing that nerve, which is in these three fingers or these two. Okay. And you'll get that numbness, and they'll just think, well, I'm screwed. I, like, I have carpal tunnel. It's going to be the rest of my life. And, and then, you know, sometimes they'll go to surgery or something. They'll just go to the extreme end and just say, I need to get medication, braces, and if this doesn't work, I'm going to get, um, I need to get surgery. Mm-hmm. And 
conservative care, maybe do some exercises, you know, get some manual therapy in there, and you feel a heck of a lot better. Right. But they also have to realize, and I think it's kind of a Western thinking, is that it took a long time to get there and a lot of repetitive stress to get there, a lot of little tiny micro traumas to get there. So guess what? It's going to take a little longer to get out of that. Right. Like, it's not going to be a quick fix. You take a pill, and, you know, you're whipping <laughs> 360 no-scopes off a, off a ladder, right? That's right. not going to happen. You have to put in work, and you have to be conscious ergonomically. You have to put in exercise, and you have to, you know, heat when you need to heat, ice when you need to ice. Um, so it takes time, and, and I, the big thing, like, I, once again, I come back to, it, like, the education. You have to instill that into people. And kind of from the get-go say like, hey, you took a long time to get this. We're going to have to put in some work, so be ready for that. Yeah. No, no, definitely. And so I know you mentioned like you've worked a little bit with the Cavs this year, and I know that's been, you know, wild with the coronavirus and all that. How are yeah. you specifically, I thought it'd be cool to hear about from a chiropractor. How are you when you go to, I know you've spoken at colleges and worked with some colleges and orgs and players, specifically if you bring them in as a client, what are some of the things I guess that you could talk about that you work on personally with them? Like, do you guys do acupuncture or anything like that on their wrists or, or on their back or anything like that? Yeah, so I, so it depends, it's kind of state dependent with acupuncture. I okay. didn't get certified in it, so I'm not going to be doing it. Okay. Right? I'm not going to be just sticking needles in people's fun, right? But um, I have, I've had, had it done to me and it's worked somewhat and sometimes, some people works great. Some people, amazing results. Some people, nothing. When I had it done to me, it did a little bit, but it wasn't mind-blowing. Right. Um, so what I really focus on is ergonomics because I can do all I want to you while you're in the office, but if then you go back eight hours later and they're and sitting in that chair for eight hours in terrible posture, it's, there's no point, right? Right. You got to think about that because, you know, if I do manage their manage their be and it feels great when you leave, you wake up the next day, it feels great, and then at the end of work, two or three days later, I see you again and it's just as bad worthless so yeah i think for me ergonomics is huge and lifestyle first and that's where you got to start so are you drinking enough water this is like basic stuff but people don't do it right right you know? and so drinking enough water you know proper nutrition just decent nutrition to start off and, and go from there um education in that realm as well and then after we get kind of that then we really focus on manual therapy and kind of stripping those muscles out if there's adhesions there's trigger points or kind of it feels ropey um and loosening those compressions on the structures in there yeah that helps out a ton and then obviously the chiropractic component you know putting some motion in the joints but it's not like like chiropractic is very like on a spectrum it's like really wellness based um scientifically based really focused on the whole person and getting that taken care of. And some are just like, my ankle hurts, and you're like, well, let me pop that neck. It's going to feel it, make your ankle feel better. And it's like, no. Like, yeah. That is not the way to go. So adjusting is key in what I do, but it's not like that's my go-to all the time. Not gotcha. even close. A lot of times it's manual therapy, loosening those muscles up and those restrictions up, and then you can go in and do that kind of motion. Because if you do gotcha. that, pop the neck and that's it it's not gonna hold and then i also love rock taping taping is amazing for inflammation swelling edema and um just adding stability there too because if you have stability to the wrist or whatever the body's not gonna have little muscle spasms little tweaks that kind of grabbing pain you'll get randomly Mm -hmm. right yeah adding that stability you know you're able to play a little longer but it's not like a fix-all it's a really good Interesting. So you guys, I actually haven't heard this before. That's interesting to me. So you guys will actually sometimes tape uh, players while they're while they're playing, and, and it'll help them even yeah. at an esports level. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done it myself. I've done it on a couple okay. players as well. Um, That's cool. It, yeah, they love it. And you know, when you first when I first learned the technique of taping and all that, um, it's, it's like an art form as far as how to cut it, how to put it on, everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, all right, let's, is this actually going to work? And I was like. Uh, so I tried it and it was amazing. So I used it. I haven't played in, in probably a year.
year or two, but I used to play a ton of volleyball. And mm-hmm. so um, I used it on my back. I used it on my knees quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and it, it works really well. It's awesome. And you, you've seen, like, a lot of NBA players wear it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know when I grew up like, playing basketball, I got taped up, yeah. but I had never heard of it on for, like, a pro esports player. So that's cool that did you can you apply it. Tape and rock tape, or did you get, like, athletic tape? Oh, it was just athletic tape. That's different. Yeah, yeah. So rock tape has, like, a little stretch in it. Oh, okay, okay. And what it does is it adds, it'll decompress an area. Okay. And when it decompresses that area, what happens is it'll allow the body to kind of get some of that swelling out of there. Okay. So you'll see it, it's crazy. Like, you feel have, like, a bruise here. I'll put it on, like, a fan mm-hmm. just to show initially and then leave it on for a day or two. You take it off. And where those strips were, they'll be minimized, if not any bruising coming through there just because it helps the body train through there um, but then the stability factor it's awesome so like when you just have your ankle taped and they just like taped and taped and taped yeah so a lot of times with rock tape what you can do and what I've done when I straighten my ankle is I'll just do like a little wrap around with it and the tension and the quality of the tape is so much better okay so yeah. yeah it's pretty sweet yeah, yeah, no, because I remember on your uh, when I used to have it taped, it, and you know, obviously playing basketball, your ankle is ultra important. But I remember it didn't give you, it didn't give me that ability. I had, I had, yeah, I had. An, I, my left ankle was not a good ankle. It was my jumping ankle, and it, it had a bad, bad career. But yeah, I had, my ankles were really bad too. Like because I was growing, so I had like I was, so I was five ten with size like 12, 13 feet. Yeah. So imagine the athleticism in that, right? Not much. And so my ankles were so weak, I would just sprain my ankles constantly. Right. I got taped up, and it, it really didn't really do much. But if I had rock tape back then, I think it would have been a lot better. And then yeah, had like a physical therapy component. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, talking about Lit, Project Lit, I know you came out with that, and I think that was really cool. I know you touched on earlier kind of, you know, players would shake their hands out in between, you know, game intermissions or maybe they're playing in a land tournament and they've got that break in between games. What is, talk to, let everyone know kind of what Project Lit is, why you thought of it. And I think it'd be cool to hear too, like if you've had any stories of anyone that's kind of implemented it and, and seen any improvements or anything like that. Yeah, so Project Lit was something I was kind of thinking about. I was like, you know, how do I, how do I find something or exercise that's doable for anyone any time constraint, any space, no equipment, right? Mm-hmm. Can I still do stuff to be active? And that's what I really wanted to do. And I was kind of, you know, spitballing ideas. And, you know, when you're waiting in between games, you're in the lobby, right? Right. And so you have a ton of free time in between there. So what do you do? And I call it, I was like, oh, lobby is interval training. Basically, you're doing interval training in the lobby. Okay. And Project Lit, like, uh, just, I mean, it's lit, so it's, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so, what I wanted to do is, like, look, does this work? So, I would do it in between games, and I was like, I, I do feel better. I do feel a little different. And so, I started doing a lot of research into it um, and seeing, you know, have other people seen this? Have other people kind of tied in the neurocognition and exercise and physical work? And initially, it was a lot of kind of elderly patients, okay. elderly population, just, you know, keeping, you know, kind of keeping dementia and Alzheimer's at bay. Right. Um, and it was working really well, but was there any performance aspect? And then they started coming out recently in the past three, four years um, with some different projects. And, you know, it was improving, you know, processing speed. It was improving clarity, overall performance. And um, one of the most recent ones, they did, um, yeah, 2020 League of Legends. Okay. Uh, they tested, um, let's see, what was the age group? I think it was like, I mean, like 15 plus for the age group. Um, and they showed, you know, they did play better. Um, they yeah. did perform better. And think about it too, like, I kind of equate it to, let's say if you're not gaming, but you're a desk worker. Right. How many times have you like had just like a mental block and you go away and you do something else totally unrelated and it might be physical, it might not, but all of a sudden you come back, you're like, boom. Right. Right. And yeah. it kind of clicks. So I kind of equate it to the same thing. You know, you can do this in between. So, for instance, when we play Warzone and we sit in the lobby and level up guns that you're never going to use. I never use right? them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, cool, now I can have the dragon off. I can get a camo skin for it, right? Yeah. 
heart rate. Right. Right, and, and doing something physical and literally getting the blood flowing, right? Because, right. Um, so I think I posted on LinkedIn, I did Warzone Wednesday. Yeah, I did Warzone warm-ups, right? And I yeah. did some push-ups and I did some kind of hip opener marches. And it was simple. And it took 30 seconds. And I, I mean, I feel I've done it myself and I've had, you know, players, I've given it to some of the um, collegiate players and they liked it. And I was hoping to implement it into Cavs Legion coming up, but it's with everything going on, like there's no contact with players or anything like that. Right, so right. I'm hoping this summer I can implement it a little more. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've noticed, I've noticed a difference. And I was like, look, this works for me. I can, it's probably going to work for some other people. So I gave right. it and I gave it to a couple guys that are on the uh, League of Legends team over at Cleveland State. And they're like, yeah, even if it wasn't like I felt like I played a lot better, I've, they always came back to I felt like it got the last game out of my head. I felt like it, I kind of reset my mental. Yeah. And in esports, that's the name of the game. Right, mental. right. Yeah. No, that's interesting too to think about. You know, I think when you think of traditional sports too, like we're talking about an NBA or, or an NFL game, right? A lot of those players have, you know, you, you have your timeouts, you have your, you got basketball, you've got fouls, you've got moments, I guess, in the game to kind of, if you need to put the last play behind, you can put it behind you. But I feel like for a lot of these esports players, you've got that one match going on and it's intense throughout that whole match, and you maybe don't have as much time to. Um, yeah, really forget that last play. And it's really only in between, you know, game one, game two, game three, once the entire game has ended. Um, so I don't know, that's, that's pretty interesting take because I actually hadn't thought of it like that as far as like, you know, having those breaks to, to forget that last play or, or that last game. Yeah, think about it too. Like, do you watch League of Legends at all? I don't. I don't follow League of Legends bunch, but... So even like any other, like Overwatch or anything like that, when they have those series and you'll see a team get swept and be like, how how did someone get reverse swept? Out? Right. And it comes back to that. It comes back to the, the mental game. Like that coach said something, or that team, the manager, whatever you want to call it, said something and got those guys to reset and focus again. Right. And you know, semi-pro, even some pro, like now with everything going on with Corona and everything, like you're not going to have that, right? So how am I going to do it on my own? How am I going to make myself better mentally? And physically, and get some, you know, get your blood flowing, work out, yeah. you know, and get moving, right? How am I going to do that? This is how you can do it. It's really simple. No matter the time you can do it for a 20-second interval, 30-second. And as you get higher up in kind of ELOs, what happens is the wait times are way longer. So you can do like yeah. two, three-minute workouts in between there. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm gold in League of Legends, and... So my wait time's like a minute thirty. It's not that long, right? <laughs> and so, and so, I, you know, but I can do stuff during that time. Right, and I think right. You had commented on one of my things um, that ball exercise I did, where just the extension of flexion. Yeah. And that worked out for you, right? Yeah, no, the ball exercise was great because you posted that, and so I don't have a ball in the apartment, but down in our workout facility here at the apartment we have one we can use and so the day you I think you posted that like in the morning or I forget what it was and I went down right after lunch I took a walk and I did it and it, it really did like loosen my back I guess I also have really bad posture when I sit like I know it and I try to be self-conscious of it but even doing something quickly like that it took me like you know two minutes maybe to do and yeah. it, it definitely felt like my back back relaxed a little bit more yeah it's you know Yeah. A little bit, or gets stretched and everything, but the stretch kind of gets flexed and contracted and does the complete opposite. And right. It's really good for set, resetting muscle pattern and, and postural patterns. Um, and then coming back to the mental, it, it, it resets your mental too. Right. right? Anything you can do to get up and get moving is going to make you a better worker, right? Or if you're in esports or you're just gaming for fun, you're going to play better. Yeah. Because Get that you know a lot of people that push, but once they see it, they're like, 
which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing, right? Right. And so it's just getting that push and having them having even a little bit of drive, a little bit of like wanting to improve is all you need because if they don't want to do it, like they're not going to do it. And I've dealt with thousands and literally thousands of patients over the years. And it's just like, you know, the people that are going to want to better themselves and improve their life however they want to improve it. Right. Those that but if they show that little glimpse that I'm going to hit it hard and say, let's do this, like you're going to feel better. Um, yeah. And I, even so, like I had a patient today, um, we were doing knee rehab after a surgery she had, and I mean, she had never really done the squat in her life, and, you know, two weeks ago, we started slowly implementing um, the squat, the squat pattern and, and trying to get the hip hinge and everything. And now today, it's just, boom, like this is, she's knocking it down she's doing a perfect squat she's like this feels so good I said that's all you need is just that wanting to improve is going to make you better yeah yeah no I was I was that's actually one of the questions I was going to ask you is what kind of feedback for for something like lit where they have this time in between games and matches maybe to you know get up move around for a second do some of these like small exercises you're talking about I mean, I would imagine for the players that are playing at a high level, I mean, I would think they would buy into that. I mean, what has the yeah. feedback been from maybe like colleges or, or some of the organizations and teams? Like, is it well received by players? Is it still something that feels, you know, newer to them or, or kind of what's the feedback? Yeah, I mean, I, so I've done it a little bit with like the collegiate team I work with here. Uh -huh. uh, and then with Cavs, I was wanting to, um, but that hasn't happened yet. So I haven't yeah. had like a ton of like elite level people like double it's not calling me saying this is awesome right but <laughs> I know I've, I've been with it in some of the people that have read the blog and some of mid-tiers you know semi-pro that, that are doing it and, and yeah. they like it and they do feel better and it's not like it's not rocket science this isn't like I'm like Elon Musk and everything right, right? this right. is basically me saying like get up and move the science is there you know it feels better just try it and you'll feel better. Right. Right. And then, you know, having that feedback eventually is going to be awesome and it's going to give a ton, you know, much more credibility to it. But for right now, simple stuff like exercise when you're not exercising, move when you should be moving. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 definitely. I think, I think it's, it's common sense. And, and I think you're going to have same thing like on the traditional pro side. Like if, if you got guys and girls that are trying to go pro, they're going to, I think, receive things like this that's going to take their game to the next level well. Um, but no, that's interesting to hear about. As far as I know, you've or I've seen in some of your content, like you think it's important for uh, esports teams to have you know these kind of medical professionals, I guess, available for the players. Um, are you seeing that? Is that something you're seeing in teams where an organization has you know maybe not per se a chiropractor, but they have somebody on the team that's there for health and wellness? Is that something we're seeing? Is that something we need to see more of, or, or kind of what does it look like right now? Yeah, I mean, a lot of, um, there's a couple, uh, there's a group out in in California that are doing, working with like CLG and some of the bigger names out there. Yeah. Uh, one of my good friends, uh, Jake Middleton's working with um, Vancouver, Vancouver Titans and Seattle Surge. Okay, nice. Doing some similar stuff and, and doing some physical training. Um, and then there's some people on the East Coast as well and then Orlando Health partnered with um, Orlando Magic. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know what extent that is. If they're doing a lot of physical activity and everything like that, I'm assuming so. Mm -hmm. So, like, teams are starting to see those results, and I think they're finally realizing that, like, we have a two-hour block. Should we have them play solo queue and just grind for two hours? No, it's not going to get them, you know, it's not going to get a player better. Right, right. right. Those, those players at those elite levels, they're trying to they've gotten there for a reason, right? They're at like to the bottom of the period, the upper part of the period, the people that are at the very, very, very top are doing something different. And it's not grinding for another two hours. It's, it's implementing a better sleep schedule. It's implementing um, physical activity and working out every morning, um, reading up on some proper nutrition. And it's doing like the whole player. It's not just like gamer. It's whole, like the whole player, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's focusing on mental, physical nutrition, like everything that you need to be at an elite level and, and what you see elite athletes doing you are 
going to start seeing esports players do that, and that's what they need to do. So it's only a matter of time before players, you know, people start implementing nutritionalists and nutritionists. People are doing that now. You know, physical therapy, chiros. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the whole gamut. Everything you see in professional sports is going to get transitioned over to esports because it's people are realizing that that's what makes you better. Yeah. It's not, pulling an all-nighter in solo queue and just getting tilted, right? It's right. better yourself. And when you feel better and you move better, you play better. Right, right. No, yeah, and I think that, so the 2K League, I think, is doing a great job from what I've seen. 2K is doing really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're doing a great job of from what I've seen from a lot of teams and and all that is they're really like buying into like having even workout training sessions for their players either prior to practices or during the day at whatever point. So I think you working or having the opportunity to work with Cavs Legion, I think that's like a perfect match for you right now because I think it's a league that's really, you know, buying into the whole health and wellness and, and taking care of their players, you know, as a whole and not just as, as you know, a player. So... Uh, that'll be cool to to see once everything gets back to normal. You know how you work with them and and how all that goes. Yeah, I think it's I, it probably it, you know the reason that probably is is probably because they are the NBA, right? Right. And right. The NBA like that organization coming down and saying this is what works for us. Try this out, and then it works well, and they say oh we see a difference, and then this team does it, then that team does it, and that team does it. You know, so it will kind of ripple through. Yeah. But I think having like the NBA being so and every pro sport just being so health conscious is gonna is what's driving the NBA, NBA 2K yeah that, yeah yeah no I definitely think them being affiliated with one another is having a bit of an you know an, an impact on it um well let's talk a little bit I wanted to before I know we're going, we've got about 45 minutes here so we've got a, a couple minutes left I wanted to talk about maybe somebody or, or some people that which might be a lot more people watching that are just in a traditional business office space and that's their day to day. I know you work with, with those people as well and the blog has, you know, a whole separate part of the website to, you know, talk to those kind of people. Um, what are some of the things, is there anything really differently you do for someone that, that has an office job and, and that is in the office a lot to kind of change their habits and their lifestyle there? Or how do you work with them? Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, it's pretty similar. Right? Yeah. For PC gaming, like PC gaming office correlation, I think is is pretty on par. Console's a little different because the posture's different and everything else, but um, it still kind of is the same thing. It's it's sitting for a long time, right? Yeah. And not taking a lot of breaks, staring at a screen. Um, so it, it translates really well. And so what you you know what you typically see in an office a lot of times is once again not whole body wellness, right. not drinking water. You know, pounding Diet Coke. Yeah. Um, um, big gulps, like lemon brisk iced tea, which is bless. <laughs> I love lemon brisk iced tea, but, um, you know, it's just really unhealthy habits. And yeah. How do you, and people, once again, you have, you have to kind of start there. And like I said, I'm no, I'm not a nutritional. Right. So I'm not going to, you know, be telling people like, you know, this is what we're breaking down everything where you're eating. You know, it's just really simple things to start. And then you can go there. But yeah. you gotta get the solid foundation. Like, look, we need to limit pop. We need to increase, you know, water intake. Maybe you know, we bring an apple with some almond butter. Maybe we take some frozen blueberries, have some popcorn. Which popcorn is actually pretty decent. Like, yeah. it's not it's not that bad for you as long as you don't you know drench it in the golden butter. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's starting there. And then what I typically see is really poor or ergonomics, like really bad. Yeah. So,
it's a couple bites and a portal headache. Basically, it feels like it's behind your eye. But right. it comes back from out of here, wraps around, and goes like this a lot of times. And so, you know, you see a lot of headaches, low back pain, um, inactivity, and wrist pain, a lot of carpal tunnel issues once again because, you know, the there'll be on a laptop. So when you're on a laptop, you have to think about it. All right, so my hands are in good position, but my head's down. Mm-hmm. Well, then I get the laptop stand. Awesome. Well, now my head's up here, and I'm typing like this, so now my wrist hurt. So yeah. you have to think about, like, all right, so I have a laptop. I need to get a stand, and I need to get a really cheap USB keyboard that I can pop in and put right here, and it solves everything. Yeah. Um, and so the big thing is ergonomics is really bad um, in, in a lot of offices still with so much kind of out there and a ton of companies going into offices and then doing things, you still see a lot of it is just really poor education. Um, yeah. Kind of like we're kind of tying back to the whole thing. It's like people just don't know and it's just getting that information out there. Yeah. Because there's a ton of noise and it's kind of cutting through that noise what would actually, you know, what actually works and how to set your chair up properly, how to set up your laptop properly, how to have... Uh, your mouse in the right position taking breaks and taking breaks does not mean I go from my computer to my phone because that posture is terrible you know, you, know, right. you don't want to trade a screen for a screen yeah so get up and move get up and get a thing of water have a dedicated water bottle at work that you fill up and you, how many of those can you knock out of that you know and, and starting there and slowly building upon it yeah yeah no that, that's interesting with the screen yeah, we, so we had Bryce Brown this director of esports on mom at Mama Sports Academy. We're doing shout out to Bryce. We're doing we're doing a collab coming up. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know you guys are familiar with one another. So yeah, shout out to Bryce. But that's interesting. That's one of the same things he mentioned was the blue light that we're constantly just looking at cell phones, computers, and your eyes just yeah just aren't getting a rest from it. And so that's one of the topics that we talked about. But and I know that's a whole separate conversation. But I just think it's you know it's a good point because I think a lot of the times, especially in such a digital age, we don't really think about that. So um, definitely something to look out for. To hop back real quick to gaming because I know you mentioned the chairs and just now, but you also mentioned it kind of at the beginning. If anyone doesn't know this, listening like gaming chairs, a lot of times streamers have you know like this fancy looking chair, and a lot of the times it kind of has a logo like right around here. So right if right now, exactly, yeah, 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 perfect. So they have it like that. So what I've I've seen a lot, and I've read a lot of articles of how these chairs really are are more of a marketing stunt than they really are support for a streamer or a pro player. So what is you know what do you think we have to do to like solve that issue? Is it or, or what are your thoughts on that? I guess is is maybe a good place to start. Yeah. So yeah, so probably like last year. I uh, worked with a team or worked with a company for a little bit um, that was in the gaming chair space and wanted to implement some things that would be really cool that were sound ergonomically that were that I really wanted to change in space. It didn't really work out as far as that. So I've been working um, with an, another company that's in the ergonomic space now. Hayworth mm-hmm. is really good. Um, they're basically it's like Hayworth, Herman Miller, okay. All Steel. I know Herman Miller. Big, yeah. yeah, big three. And Herman Miller just did that huge thing with Logitech, so I'm really excited to see what they come out with okay. because it, it, it's in desperate need. And, and a lot of the gaming chairs, I always tell people, like, look, if your chair looks like you need a seatbelt to sit in the damn thing, <laughs> it's probably not going to be good for you, right? Right. And so it's all about colors and textures and having huge logos and having big, you know, padded lumbar supports and neck pillows and everything like that. Um, but it, it, it doesn't solve the problem. Like the reason Herman Miller and Hayworth and those guys are good at what they do is because the design has been there forever. They actually mm-hmm. look at like, all right, this is the way the human body is shaped. This is how the human body sits. Let's see how we can optimize that and get that load, weight load, Not yet. Position, and have people be comfortable and be anatomically sound throughout the day. Yeah, and so a lot of gaming chairs they'll be flat backed. They'll have like a lumbar support that isn't um, adjustable. It might be height adjustable, but not depth. Mm-hmm. So you know, some people have a, a larger lumbar curve than other people, right? But that that pillow's not going to account for that, right? right? So 
what works for you is not going to work for me at all. Like, okay. adjustability-wise and depth-wise. And so people just say, well, all right, well, I need to really use that lumbar support. And then it doesn't work for them. And then they take out the lumbar support, which I've done in the past, and it's a flat back, and that's terrible too. Yeah. And so those ergonomic, the ergonomic chairs, like the companies that are getting into it, and, um, and Herman Miller, Hayward, all those guys that are getting into it, I'm really excited to see what they do because it is – so needed in the space. It's, yeah, I touched on it earlier with some of the some of the pro um, like conventions or you know where they play terrible chairs, and it's just so it can throw a logo on there. Yeah, it's like, a marketing stunt. So like. Yeah, it's it's all about marketing and aggressive coloring, but there's no ergonomic, you know, sound design. Like when I had when I was talking with Hayworth and I showed him one of the one of the chairs online, they they were like. This design is was new in the seventies. I was like, no, no, you, you can't be serious. He's like, yes, like this design was in the seventies. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, that's fifty years. Right. I mean, just think about from nineteen seventies to nineteen twenties. I mean, prohibition was still going on. It's a long time. Like, that's a long time ago. Fifty years. Yeah. That's fifty years. It's just crazy, and so. The design hasn't changed. And if you look at gaming chairs, have they changed in 2000? They, they all have that same style still. Yeah, and, it, and so you really have to account for adjustability, this, you know, weight distribution, pressure points, um, and, and how the player can adjust it to fit them. Because everyone is different, everyone's shaped different, everyone loads their weight different, mm-hmm. everyone thinks different. So the more adjustability and the more the better the weight distribution can be and the, des- and the design is going to be better for the player and for the space because poor design for those gaming chairs that people practice in constantly and play in constantly leads to health risks that yeah. causes, you know, that decreases uh, player longevity in the space. Yeah. They have to, you have to think about it from that aspect too. Like, yeah, it's a terrible game chair, cool. But it's also it's detrimental to the space because it's causing low back pain. It's causing poor posture. It's causing, you know, health effects in, in the players that are actually servicing, right? Right, right. Like, not many companies can stay in business hurting the players that they're trying to, you know, promote. And yeah. Make money. So I'm really, really excited to see what Herman Miller and Logitech do because it's needed. Yeah. It's, Sorry, I don't know if you get my cat is is complaining, so I don't know if you can hear that in the background. But, um, no, but it's it's interesting, and that's a good point too. I think of uh, when you're talking about the longevity of these players and and how a chair like that can actually hurt them, because I think especially, and we touched on this at the very beginning of our conversation, where you have you know an esports career for a pro player is so much shorter. You know, I mean NFL, you know, if you're a running back, that's a pretty short career, but as a whole overall, an esports career is so much shorter than traditional sports. And so, I mean, from my opinion, I would think that things like changing what a gaming chair feels like, that could, you know, add a couple years or a little bit longer of a career to a player with those kind of changes. So I think it's good that people like Herman Miller, I didn't know about that, that they were doing that that partnership. But I think that could add longevity to players' career, which in turn adds favorite players being around longer. I mean, it just helps it overall. It's tough, you know, in esports, like, and with sports, the reason you like something is because, and we touched back to the podcast, like, the reason you like someone or connect with a team or anything is because you have feel a connection with them. Yeah. In esports, if your career is two years, well, that's not enough time to get backstory and have connection or anything like that. Right. And then you lose it and they got to filter someone else and it's just a huge turnover. So exactly. That can even hurt engagement between teams and orgs. Right. Well because there's no one to even kind of latch on to and say, I really, I really like this player. I really like this or let's buy their stuff. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I mean, so, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, uh, the power <laughs> button thing, the power button thing came in and out. And so I didn't know if you were pausing or not. <laughs> oh, you had it. My power was just saying that like, it was going low. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was too. Um, but go ahead, go ahead and finish whatever you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's just, I, I'm really excited to see it. It's supposed to come out this spring, I believe. Well, it was, so maybe summer. Um, but, you know, to have it, to announce a deal like that now, you know, it's been in the works for a year. 
the biggest thing for most of the ergonomic companies is, is trying to get the price point right. Right. Because a lot of those chairs are six, seven hundred plus. Yeah. Most gaming chairs are, you know, a hundred to, you know, maybe topping at four hundred, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I always tell people like, look, you sit in this all day. If you work from home and you game, you're sitting there literally all day. You're gaming all day. Like this is an investment. This is an investment in your health. Spend a couple extra hundred bucks, and one, it lasts longer. So it'll last three, four more years, five more years than what you had before. Yeah. And two, it it makes you feel, it makes you feel way better. You play better. You work better. So make this investment. Like it's a couple hundred bucks now that is going to be rough, but if you can make that investment, do it because you won't go back. Like you, I guarantee. Like so, I have a Hayworth Fern in my office. Like I will not go back to another like gaming chair ever again. There's just no way. Like yeah, when you when I sit and do notes, you know, for a couple hours, like my back doesn't hurt. And right. with the other the chairs I've had before, like it, it was a little sore, which is worrisome because I'm in my early thirties. Like that's only going to get worse. So yeah. you need to implement those changes now because as you get older, like that's not happening. Like it's not going to actually get better as you get older. It's yeah. going to get worse. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I I am guilty of not having. I have like, I have just a desk chair from from Amazon. I need to invest in a in a better chair myself for for yeah, my back. And a lot of those, a lot of things that you can get, I've heard a lot of people can get. They have like refurbished ones you can get. Mm-hmm. You can, okay. And then I know with Hayworth, you can have like they have preferred dealers in each city. So all you have to do is kind of call um, or reach out to Hayworth. Um, and they get say you know preferred deal, and you get usually get a better price on it. So okay. do it because, yeah. like I tell you, like once you go back, once you go to it, you're like, there's no way I'm going back to that. There's no way because I feel better. Right. I feel just so much better in my back. Yeah. Yeah. No, my mom. So I went back home to visit over Christmas, and my mom had a Herman Miller chair, and I had never sat in one before, and oh I, and I went in her office and sat in, and I was like. I am literally sitting in the wrong kind of chair on my day-to-day yeah, yeah. basis. You're like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to open presents in this chair. I'm going to wheel this sucker into the, by the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so, man, I was like, damn, this is a big difference. But um, guys yeah. said, Jay, the hottest fire. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you dropping in here. Um, is that a man, man? It is. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, a funny story. I have T-Mobile. So T-Mobile has uh, T-Mobile Tuesdays. And back... It was like last August or September, they had um, the Overwatch store and you could get like anything in the Overwatch store, they gave you a $25 credit. So I actually was able to cop this hat for free. It was pretty cool that T-Mobile, I don't know if they partnered with them or what the deal was, but. Um, I'm salty, because my wife has T-Mobile and that probably came up on her T-Mobile because she always talks about it. Yeah. And she probably just like Dunkin' Donuts, like she always has Dunkin' Donuts cards. Yeah. I could've got, I could've got some Overwatch swag and she's sipping on coffee. No, yeah, T-Mobile is the hookup. Oh, um, all right, well, I see IG Live is giving us a countdown. I guess there's a there's a max on IG Live. So we got a minute left. Real quick, where can they find For The Wellness blog and, and where's the best way for there, anyone watching here to connect with you on socials? So on Instagram, which you're on now, yeah. FTW blog, and on Twitter, FTW blog as well. And then the website is forthewellnessblog.com. I do a lot on LinkedIn and then eFuse as well. Yeah. Do a lot of e-fuse, which is a great platform. Everyone should do it if you're a gamer and want to connect. Think of LinkedIn, Twitter, had a kid that loves gaming. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of LinkedIn, a lot of Twitter, um, but it basically just look for FTW blog or for the wellness blog. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I appreciate it, Drew, man. Thank you for coming on. This was yeah. fun. Good conversation. All right. I'll stay up. All right. Thank you guys all for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating if you've enjoyed this. You can find out more about Lodges by searching on Instagram at Lodges underscore financial, on Twitter at Lodges, on eFuse at Lodges, and on LinkedIn by searching for my name, Juan Rodriguez, J-U-A-N. Following on socials is the best way to be kept up to date with podcast updates and information. Thanks, and you were just listening to The Lodges Podcast.